It's the LGBT Chat Podcast, a space for LGBTQ friends and allies to share personal stories, current events, and life endeavors. Hosted by Aida Ramirez. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the LGBT Chat Podcast. Joining us tonight, we have a special guest, Andy Delorbit. Um, do you usually say your whole last name or your I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's such a difficult name. The Lord of it. Well, because we Dominicans, you're Dominican, right? Yeah. We like yeah. to <laughs> make well Hispanics, right? We like to complicate things. We use yeah. um our uh we usually get like a first name, middle name, sometimes a second middle name. Like if your name is like Jose Manuel, they'll try to say like Jose Manuel. Pedro or Pablo, <laughs> the Lord my God. Long, the name, yeah, it's true. It's I funny because my, my name is long, but Gadiel's name is simple. Gadiel is just Gadiel de Lolby. Mine is Melvin Dolby. Yeah, we like to complicate things. Um, in Puerto Rico, we had, um, uh, like, we write our entire name, right? And I remember my, my, my mom gave me Jarolin as a middle name. And I hated it. I always hated it. This is what my family calls me. And I don't know. I just always felt like this is extra. And it was on my social. So it was like her last name, my dad's last name, that Hika's middle name. That's what they do. They always mix people's names. You know, a whole bunch of my brothers and sisters have their names combined. We have a Jubel, Junel, Juneli, Jumeli. So many Jews. Oh, my gosh. Andy, so you are, um, you're a veteran. So thank you for your services. Are you still active or no? No, no, I'm I'm a veteran. I'm retired. What branch of the military were you in? I was Army. Wow. That's yeah. tough. I mean, I don't yeah, know if they say the Marines are tough, but Army sounds just... Yeah, it, it was a lot. I mean, I loved it. I would do it again, you know, if I could. It's an admirable sacrifice. Um, yeah. And then the, the love that we get in return from our countries. It's never the, the same amount as the love we give in, but it's still very- That's true. Even the treatment in the military, uh, at least when I was in, was was horrible for my community, for our community, you know? Uh, it was easy a lesbian and my time um, in the army. I have a friend and friend is a very um, loose term, but I know someone in the Navy who was, um, uh, what do you call it when they're discharged um back in the don't ask don't tell um, um well if you got discharged because of that it was a dishonorable discharge yeah. um and i'm like come on you know this person's willing to die for our nation mm -hmm. uh, and it's crazy because when i was there with the don't ask don't tell it was like the don't ask don't tell didn't really exist they used that to like harass people, like they harass me, you know, and, and they will blackmail me about taking away my money and stuff like that. It was a lot of blackmailing going on. Wow. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't mean it by any, by in any way to disrespect our, our military branches. I'm just saying about the laws behind it, not the actual branches. Um, mm -hmm. Andy, moving on. I still love the army though, you know, still loved it, you know. I, I love the sense of camar camaraderie. I can't say it. 
um, from like the military branches. Um, you guys are like a tight unit, you know? Yeah, yeah, especially when you get older and you meet other veterans, you hear their stories. It's a brotherhood that is, it is it's hard to explain. You know, I, I feel like I'm closer to other veterans and what I am closer to my civilian friends. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, you are in unthinkable circumstances. Uh, yeah. Did you, were you ever abroad? Uh, what do you mean? Like, were you ever um, at war? Like, no, 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 no. I, uh, I was a reservist, so I had to do like um, the weekends out of the month to a weekend out of the month. Wow. Well, thank you for your service. Uh, thank you. Thank you. So what are you doing now? Are you, I see you blogging. We see your funny videos with your brother all the time. We're big fans. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate the support. Right now, you know, we're working on a lot of content. Uh, we're going to be working on a few LGBT content. So, you know, my goals is to make movies. So, you know, ching nice. a ching. I'm, I, I feel I have to do, I, I feel like I have to work harder being LGBTQ because I want to push other people that look like me to know that you can do it, you know, you just have to do it. You know, a lot of people ask like, how do you get started? How do you do this? It's just doing, just go ahead, grab your camera, any camera, phone camera, and just do it. Be consistent above all, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so what inspired you to do this? First of all, I know you're new to LA, right? Semi yeah, I have two years. I just made two years in May, on May 12th. And prior to that, were you in New York? I was in New York, yeah. I miss New York. Do you miss it at all? I miss it for only a little bit. I can only be there for two hours. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready to come back home. Wait, two hours is just like the train ride or just like the cab yes. ride. <laughs> and that is in its own is a movie. Let me tell you, I, I'm in, I just moved to Vegas from New York uh, like in November and going all these all these job interviews, everybody was like, oh, it's like 25 minutes from where you are now. Is that going to be a problem? And I'm like, bro, I was commuting an hour and a half each way to get to work. 20 minutes, yeah. it's a blessing. I'll take it. Yeah. 30 minutes. You know what's crazy is like in New York, you get anywhere quick. Yeah. Here, it's just like, you got to take a few buses, a, a few trains, if you don't have a car, you yeah. know? We drove, that, we drove to LA a few months ago and um, I had like five mini panic attacks <laughs> on the drive there because it was insane. People are crazy. People drive crazy and the traffic is crazy there. Yeah, I just got actually in a car accident like two weeks ago. Are you okay? Yeah, but it was it was actually my car broke, uh, brake stopped working and my car hit another real vehicle, you know. So right now it's getting, they're trying to see if they fix it or it gets total. That's crazy. But was that the Mini break. Cooper that you were showing? My Mini Cooper. I know, I was so happy with my Mini Cooper. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's okay. Um, so, so what are you planning on doing with, with your videos? Oh, wait, I have to tell you. So before we went to LA, our first drive there, um, I, I DM'd your brother because I was like, if somebody knows where to catch Dominican cheese anywhere <laughs> in LA, it's going to be your brother. Because I see- You know where you get it? Mambi. 
Is that the place it's in a, Glendale? I'm not good or familiar with LA still. I think that's what he texted me. So it's a nice grocery store. They sell a whole bunch of Dominican stuff in there. I you think that's where he directed me. Mm-hmm. So he probably recommended you to the same one. So let me tell you, I go up and I'm like, where's your frying cheese? I go to the back. I took two blocks. And they're like, oh, but that's like 30 something. I'm like, I'll take two blocks. <laughs> you can't find that in Vegas. You can't find nothing. Everything's yeah. Mexican out here. You can't find anything. The plantains are all dried up when you find them. They're all burnt. They don't last. You find them green day. or yellow? You find them green. When you find them yellow, most of the time they're burnt. Like they're hard. And, yeah, like, in my you barely find the green ones on here. Really? We'll ship you guys some. <laughs> By the time they get there with the post office, the like exchange. I'll send you the yellow, you send me the green. <laughs> yeah, I was bribing people that were visiting from New York. I'm like, how much to bring me a block of cheese? Or salami, salami. I don't eat salami. Oh, you vegan? Kinda. I'm 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 getting there. I'm starting to eat more vegetarian. So my my grandpa in DR had a like he raised chickens and um, roosters or whatever and he used to sell like the afuelas for them to fight back in the day and mm-hmm. and it was big into like this farming thing and I remember his bedroom window open up to the chicken coop so I always sleep when we would go there on vacation I would sleep in between my grandparents just to wake up next to the the hens and the roosters and whatnot and I can't conceive eating those things um those mm. poor animals because i grew up with them we had the pig we, even though they roasted the pig for christmas oh so i played with that pig so i can't eat i don't eat bacon i don't eat meat um just for that reason because i was a kid and those are my buddies <laughs> i feel you you know it's funny I, I had something similar like that like my dad had two farms and in one of the farm uh, he had chickens and a whole bunch of eggs so I collected three eggs and I was like, I'm going to raise these chicks by myself. You know, I wanted chickens. I wanted to raise my own. Yeah. I took him to my dad's house. I had a little closet. It was in Dominican Republic. And I took a light bulb. I put the light bulb on the eggs because I wanted to, these eggs to hatch. Right. Next thing you know, I come back, I see two eggs. So there's no more three eggs. And now it's two. I'm like, where's my other egg? <laughs> <laughs> my little brother had the egg in his hand, drops it, broke my Oh my egg. God. I thought so you were going to say that they boiled it. <laughs> no, 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 no. So then um, I'm like, at least I got two eggs. At least I got two eggs. Next thing you know, um, I was hungry and um, they made me food and it was a broken huevo. Rice and fried eggs. <laughs> and then I go upstairs looking for my eggs. I don't find my eggs. And I was just crying. Where are my eggs? And my stepmoms was like, pero tú te lo comiste, tú estás llena, comiste bien, tú te lo comiste. Oh my God. Did they grow any, did they have any more eggs or no? You gave up on it. Yeah, there was a lot of eggs at back at the farm, but I was just so heartbroken. I was like, I don't want to go through that again. Poor thing. I feel you. Um, so you moved from New York. What were you doing in New York? Um, well, in New York, I had, I, I was with my ex-partner, who we have a child together. And um, I was mainly staying to be able to see my stepchild. And um, I really wasn't working, to be honest. Um, I was struggling with, uh, you know, a, a few 
depression seasons, you know? And um, I, I feel like I was struggling to get out of depression, you know? Okay. <laughs> so um, I feel like I was struggling to get out of depression. Uh, my brother for years would ask me, come out here, you know, you're funny, we should do videos together. And I felt like this was his shine and I didn't want us, you know, interfere, especially when I was not in the right state of mind, you know, I was very depressed, you know, and when, when you love someone and you know where you are spiritually, um, you do go through the phase of, I don't want to hinder or bring this person down. So I didn't want to come to LA and bring, a, bring that heaviness um, among my brother. But um, he was still not give up on me. He wanted to. He wanted me to come out here, and he believed in me. And at that time, that's what I needed—someone to believe in me. You know, I got attacked in New York, and I feel like everything happens for a reason. That attack, um, this guy attacked me for being gay. You know, I I went partially blind. Wow. Um, yeah. So I was DJing at a party. I left the party to go see one of my my ex-girlfriends wanted to make sure she was okay and um he followed behind me and he hit me with a bottle in my eye I ended up partially losing my vision and well when he hit me I lost it completely for like a month so yeah so um after that I fell into a really bad place I, I was really depressed I didn't want to get up I I um didn't believe in myself, you know? And a part of me, you know, a lot of people were saying negative things about me, even if they didn't know me. Even people that I thought were friends and did know me would say things that were untrue about me. That And that made me hurt because I felt lonely. These were people I loved. And the people I didn't know, I, I was just like, wow, you don't know me and you're talking like you do. So I felt betrayed because, you know, growing up, especially at my time being a lesbian, I, I grew up more outside of home from, from one place to another place that to me, my, my friends and family, I mean, my, fa my friends were family and to be betrayed by these people hurt me dearly. And I fell into a depression because I felt alone. Yes, I did have my mom. Yes, I did have my siblings. I had a few aunts and uncles, but this was after years of not having, having them, you know? So it, it felt, it, it still felt lonely, you know? And um, I remember Gadiel called me one day and was like, you should come to LA and be here with me. And I was like, I can't, I can't go over there. I, I, I don't wanna, I don't wanna ruin your career or ruin your dreams. Cause I just felt like a burden, you know? Right. And that's the like, thing with depression that it doesn't understand reason. Mm -hmm. So he was still like, no, you should come out here. So I ended up um, abandoning my apartment because I couldn't go back. Being that I called the police on this man that attacked me, I couldn't go back or I will get killed. You know, I was getting threats, death threats. And um, people, people were, that I never picture were taking his side, not being there, saying that they were there, saying they saw the whole thing and, and they were not there, you know? Wow. So I, I, I went through a really bad depression. I felt alone. I felt like if I went back, 
they were gonna kill me, you know? Oh, mind you, this guy that attacked me, I never hung out with him. You know, I don't really know him like that. You know, the, my ex-partner and him were friends. You get what I'm saying? And, and it, that right there just threw me off because I don't know this man. After I broke up with her, he's over here, you know, being like um, wicked with me, you know? So after I called the police on him, I couldn't go back home. I couldn't, I couldn't go back to my apartment. I had to accept that I didn't have a home. You know, if I did go back, I'll be dead, you know? So I ended up staying with my mom the first month or two. And I, I you know, after a while, they say, eh, your shit starts to stink, you know? Yeah. Even if you're family. So I could tell that my mom was tired of me being there. And it, I don't blame her. It was more because I wasn't doing nothing. I was laying right. on the bed. You know, and it's not that I didn't want to do anything. I wanted to, you know, I wanted to do great. I wanted to work. There was a drive in me, but I was depressed. And also you know? I can imagine scared to go out there and possibly be attacked again. Yeah, that, that was another thing. I would go outside and be worried. And I would see people from my area and I would just be like, did they see me? Or, you know, and I would see them in the most random places. Where did and you live? Sorry. I live in Harlem. Well, okay. I lived in Brooklyn where I got attacked, but I was born and raised in Harlem. So when I was attacked in Brooklyn, I left Brooklyn and went to Harlem with my mother. And then um, very paranoid, you know, I, I, I couldn't even take the train and, and, and not try to look around being partially blind. You get what wow. I'm saying? It's just, uh, it was very hard. And um, I remember um, I ended up, quitting smoking. I was smoking cigarettes at the time. You know, um, I was an addict, you know, and I was an alcoholic. And um, I was just like, if I stay here, I'm just going to continue to do these things and I'm going to continue to be depressed. So what I ended up doing, um, I called my brother and I was just like, you know what, if you're serious about me moving out there, I'll go, but you have to be sure. And he's like, I'm sure, just come. You know, I've been asking you all these years to come out here. And I was just like, I need him to take some time. He said yes yeah. too quickly, you know? So uh, I, I gave him a, one more day. Um, I still felt um, like I was being a burden to my mom, you know, because I wouldn't get up, because I wouldn't do nothing because like, I wouldn't do nothing. Depression hit me hard. Right. And, that's and I, couldn't, that, I couldn't, yeah, I couldn't continue to do that to him, you know? So I call him again and I'm like, Gabriel, if you're serious about me moving out there, I'm gonna buy my ticket right now. Do, are you okay with me moving my dog? And I'm gonna just go out there. And he's like, yes, come. So once he said, yes, I bought my plane ticket. And I was meant to be here. And I, the reason why I know is because I didn't have money, right? So um, Gadiel started a GoFundMe and people donated. Oh, and, wow. And yeah, and at that time, I didn't want to touch that money because I felt like I didn't deserve that. Maybe I deserve to get attacked. A lot of stuff when you're depressed um, hit you hard. When you're depressed, you believe 
the negative thoughts in your head. And I was believing all of it, you know? So um, I didn't want to touch that money. I was just like, that's not mine. I want to give it back to everyone. You know, that, that was my state of mind. So the money, the little bit that I did have, which was barely anything, um, I was trying to get together my things to move out here without anyone's help because I'm, I'm very prideful. If, if I do something, I don't want it free. I want to do it. I want to earn it. So that, that's always been my mentality. So I remember I took my dog to the vet and I barely had any money to pay for the vet. But um, the little bit I did have, I paid for the, bet, the, for the vet and I ended up having to pay $80, right? And I was like, damn, I don't really have that much money. You know, with the little bit I had, I, I, I bought the plane ticket. Now I barely have anything, but I need to get my dog. So even though um, this is a little bit I have, I'm gonna pay for my dog and I'll figure it out. That's like, I'll figure out how I'm gonna get food, all of that, that's my mentality, right? When I leave the vet, I pay the 80 bucks, Deep down, I'm hurt because I'm like, damn, I don't have money like that. I don't know what I'm going to do, right? I'm walking. You know, you, you ever walk and look down on the floor, right? So I'm walking, looking down on the floor, and I'm just like, I really don't even want to touch the, the GoFundMe. I, all of this, a whole bunch is going through my head, and I'm just like, am I doing the right thing? Next thing you know, as I keep walking and looking down, there's $100 on the floor. Oh, wow. And I step on it, I grab it, I put it in my pocket, I keep walking, I'm like, can't be $100 in my pocket, this can't yeah. be, because I didn't want to make it obvious and someone to be like, oh, that's mine, or you get yeah. what I'm saying? So then I take it out and I'm like, you won't believe this shit, because I was on the phone with someone, I'm like, I found $100, I found $100, oh, and it was just like, to me, that was a confirmation. Yeah, like, that's fine, yeah. You're, yeah, you're going the right direction. So I ended up coming here to LA. Um, I didn't have um, like my own place. I ended up um, abandoning my own place to come here. I'm living in Gadiel's couch in a little apartment. You know, Gadiel was in the process of buying a house. So, um, and he ends up hooking me up with working at BuzzFeed. And I ended up doing my best. I worked really hard because I didn't, want to lose his trust right you know I finally had someone that believed in me people would tell Gadiel like why are you even um having her move to you you know like are you sure you want her to move with you oh wow and you know and he was like yes that's my sister I'm gonna have her here God. and yeah. I didn't know that till like a year later probably but I love my brother enough to fight for my future and my dog's future, you know, to me, my dog is my baby, you know? So I, I work really hard. I got up every morning, even if I was depressed, because I do suffer from depression, but I fight my depression by getting up every day. You know, one thing my mom told me was, if you are highly depressed, like really, really badly depressed, that's the day you choose to take a shower and dress your best. Like, ponte lo más bonita que tu puedes, you know? But that's what you're gonna do. So what I would do is I was so depressed that I would dress where I felt good and I would still go to work and still do what I had to do because I needed to fight for my future, you know? <music>
sorry. I know I'm keeping you past your time. Um, okay. So um, I ended up having an apartment now, having a car, you know, it's total now, but, <laughs> you know, yeah. but I, I fought for that, you know, and I'm a person that I, I suffer from mental health and I don't talk about it with everyone, but when, when I feel like I should talk about it because people need to hear that they're yeah. not alone. Exactly. You know? you know, and, and I still try to keep moving forward and fight That's my thing. You, you should, um, you, you need to uh, document your stories and, uh, a good, a good <laughs> name for that was, would be what you just said, keep getting up or, you know, the, the right path. Um, uh, a few things with that. Like I, I navigate my, my way out of depression all the time. And there were times years ago where I would go a couple of days and I couldn't get myself in the shower. I couldn't get myself to brush my teeth, comb my hair, go to work on the subway. So I don't have to go to work. I couldn't hear that last part. What, what you said? I would, I would find myself saying like, God, let me pull down the steps on the subway. So I don't have to go to work or cause I didn't yeah. want to do anything like lack of motivation, lack of um, appetite no sense whatsoever to to just keep on going um and those are the times like your mom said to to try to it doesn't work for everybody you know your mom knows you and i'm sure you know maybe that works for you it's good advice you know try to try to lift yourself up and, and, and dress your best and do the best you can for yourself not for other people you know what's funny my yeah. girlfriend's all the time like why are you getting pretty for <laughs> we're just going to target and i'm like i'm dressing for myself i don't care about anybody else around me this is me doing something nice for me. I don't care. We're going to Walmart, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so that's funny. Speaking of your hundred bucks, I just got to remind everybody. I was on a parking lot in the Bronx and I saw a dollar bill like rolling on the floor and I was driving, right? I literally, <laughs> literally follow that dollar with my car <laughs> and I chase the dollar down and I grabbed the dollar. I feel so victorious. Let me tell you, that was like one of the happiest yes. moments of my life. And it's not because it's a dollar. It was because of the pursuit, you know, it's like, I'm going to chase yeah. the dollar and I'm going to get it. And I got the dollar. Right. And, and um, even if it's a dollar, dollar, the money is money, you know, even a penny. You know? I've yeah. seen my, my, I've seen people pick up pennies and they are dressed in suits. I pennies. Pick up you pennies know? because they had a potential oh, thing at the store you know? and you need it. Hmm? I've done it too. <laughs> Sometimes you're missing yes, a point when you're paying. So you got to buy something and you're missing one exactly, penny. Exactly, exactly. Can you hear me? You yeah, can I can hear you. It. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, whatever. Don't judge people, people. Don't be like that. Andy, um, you've been so kind um, to make time for us. Uh, what are you working on? What? How can we find you on social media? What projects can we support you in? Um, my my IG name is Little Dude, which if you say it quick, it sounds like Little Dude. Pero tú sabes cómo son los hispanos, de Vila Little Dude. So yeah, L I T O D O O D. That's my Instagram. We'll add it on the right show. Right now, um, me and my brother. Now, me and my brother are working on content, a lot of Latina mom content. We'll be working on a few um, LGBT content for Pride. 
And um, right now we're, we're working on gathering like our own production company. So we're working on that right now. So when you say um, content, you mean like videos, like short, funny videos, right? Video. Yeah, video skits. Nice. Um, I'm so happy for you. Your, your struggle of, you know, your continuous struggle, you know, um, and then seeing you persevere and, and working on what, you, what makes you happy is so inspiring. And, um, and thanks to you for hands, guys. I said hands. <laughs> for, um, for yeah. you know, having the courage and the bravery to, you know, wake up the next day and, and, and just fight through um, the depression, you know, and, and everything else that you, that you might have gone through. Um, it takes a lot, you know. And people don't realize when you're in yeah. that, when, when you're in that down, how quickly it is to spiral in the wrong direction. So, yeah, kudos to be you. honest, like, I thank you. I appreciate that. To, um, to be honest, one thing that has helped me when I am in a very dark place is I used to act and I used to be a part of this theater company called MCC Theater. And we all had to create our own act. So there was this group of boys and I, till this day, I think about their act. And in their act, they say, what, are you, what do you stand for? What do you wake up for in the morning? What do you live for? You know? So those questions, what do you stand for? What do you live for? What do you wake up for in the morning? There was a time in my life I couldn't answer that. And I had to look for something to wake up for in the morning, to live for in the morning, to stand for in the morning. And to me, that's been to feed my dog, to walk my dog. And sometimes I don't wanna walk her, but it's mainly, she depends on me and I wake up for her in the morning. Aw. So, how's she I doing, don't know. How's she doing health-wise? No. How's she doing health-wise now? She's doing good. She's doing good. Is that a pimple? Uh, she's a, a multi-poo. Okay. She's well, half multi and half poodle. I think we saw her on your Walmart cart the other night. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was in Walmart. <laughs> That was the cutest little thing ever. Um, yeah. So you have to tell us now that you've been in LA for two years, where, what are some good spots to hang out? I know with COVID things are opening up again. Um, so maybe you don't know. Well, I really like Isla Cuban kitchen. Okay. You know, they have great music, you know, they have live music. So you could go there to eat and there's someone there playing live music. So I love Isla a lot. Um, I haven't really been to too much places in LA, but um, I do want to go out there and, and get to know more LGBTQ um, places because I don't know anything. Oh, well, when you find out, please share. We'll, we'll be sharing your content with everybody. Um, you. Dude, you're awesome. So we have a jingle for quote time. Um, I'm going to try to do it. I've never done it. Um, oh, I forget. I'm not recording on the app, but um, it's a quote time jingle. And today we're reading a quote by Harvey Milk. And if I could just find it, because my apps just rearranged to my phone. <laughs> so like, okay. where is everything? Um, here. All right. It takes no compromise to give people their rights. It takes no money to respect the individual. It takes no political deal to give people freedom. 
It takes no survey to remove repression. In other words, guys, it doesn't cost you anything to just be respectful, right? It doesn't cost you anything to, to be kind. And if you don't agree with somebody, um, just keep it moving, right? On yeah, to the next. It's true. On to the next. Um, dude, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you as well. Thank you for reaching out. You know, I, I am glad that you're doing this. It's good to have LGBTQ chat podcast out there, you know? <laughs> Big one. <laughs> you know? Thank you so much. To be there, you know? Dude, and like to know that there are like other Dominican LGBT um, people out there making it. And, and I've been seeing a lot more now on like, you know, on shows and on, you know, on TV. So it's, it's pretty awesome that we're getting some representation. So thank you for being part of it. Yeah, I actually wanna, I wanna dedicate more time to do more uh, LGBTQ content. I actually, so this is the thing, we have a lot of content recorded. I have a few LGBTQ content recorded, but I haven't found an editor. And this is why we haven't really pushed videos out, but there is pending content. You know, there will be more. Um, I'm trying to get my YouTube up, so. She's working on it, guys. We're going to make sure we follow her and support her on her endeavors. Um, bro, thanks so much. Thank you again for your service and your time. And big warm hugs to your doggy and to your brother, Gadiel. Uh, we I love, love him. Dude, he makes Want to say hi? Up. If, he, if he's available, yeah, he makes us crack up all the time. Gadiel. <laughs> I think he went to the gym. Give him a warm hug on our behalf. Um, I will. Thank you so much, dude. You've been so humble and so kind. No problem. Take care. Until next time, guys. Everybody, happy trails. Bye. Thanks for listening to the LGBT chat. Don't forget to subscribe. And remember, the grass is always greener where you water it. Till next time.